Russell Brink was there. I didn't play it. You didn't play it. I watched it. They had some great fucking posters. Yeah. Uh, it looks good. That I've written about. And it looked good. And actually, like you were saying, you were actually impressed that it looked as good as it did. Not yeah. that you expected it to look bad, but just before walking into the, into the Bethesda booth, I was remarking that uh, since Rage is now, or it is now part of Bethesda and Rage is now under their umbrella, um, that up until like maybe early last year or 2008, it seemed like shooters were hitting like a plateau of graphical fidelity. Yeah. And then Rage sort of came out and was like, nope, we still have more to mine from this generation. And then a lot of shooters... Not even running on on id Tech Five or anything. Uh, for some reason, like flipped the switch and all these shooters started looking really good again. Yeah. Like Brink is running on Doom 3's engine, a heavily modified version of the Doom 3 engine. That engine's six years old, but that game looks really good. Brink is running on the Doom 3 engine. A heavily modified version of it. Yeah. Get the no. I was reading about it. and It's like it's running on id Tech Four, and it's like what the fuck? What? The engine's six years old. I've never seen uh, that engine look this good. Well, as far as what I, I know, like I said, they've gone whatever. and added a lot to Great. it. But that's what they started from. Yeah, still. Uh, wow. So there's there's that. Um, Brink looked cool. But I didn't, as I was explaining it to, was rationalizing it to you, and as I was explaining it to somebody at my work, um, I didn't want to sit in line for 45 minutes to an hour to have my first experience with that game be the tutorial that I would have to yeah. just plod through for the sake of the fact that everyone is plodding through it. Yeah. And I'd rather just get into that game, hit start, and figure it out as Not I Not a go. great demo. Yeah, stop making tutorials the fucking demo. Please. And stop having We people... couldn't even get through it. Game's not even on this list, but you and I just played Ghost Trick well beyond our, pa- oh. our limit, because we really wanted to see the game. Yeah, I really did. But Ghost Trick just would not stop teaching Boy. us how to play a game that I knew how to play, <laughs> and Ghost I don't Trick even would own not... a DS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Game with the longest, most unnecessary tutorial level ever. Cool art style in that game. It looked like Cool World. It did look like Cool World. Yeah. The animation was really good. Yeah. Like rotoscope style, but yeah. I'd yeah. be interested to play it, provided that I could skip through that fucking tutorial. I'd be interested in playing it on something that wasn't the DS and cost less than twenty nine ninety nine for a cartridge. Really, you didn't like the you know on any of the myriad touch displays on any of the <laughs> various very technological true. gadgets that we have. That's right very now. true. So we didn't put that game on there. So there's Ghost Trick there, really quick. Um, so Brink looked good. I'm inter- I'm still interested to play it. Uh, I'm more interested to play it because of the promotional materials for that game. Someone yeah. who's very interested in design and not slapping rendered artwork on a T-shirt. Yeah. Is behind that game. Brink had promotional item of the show. And I could. I can recognize that, and the fact that someone like that is working on that game somewhere. Somewhere, I'm like, man, this game could be really good. Maybe just escape. by proxy the fact that it may have just great art and menu design. Maybe escape from the Mirror's Edge team. Could be. The interface looked really interesting too. Like the the character customization. Did you look at it yeah. that much? Yeah. It was like that clean white room, just weird. Yeah. Matrix space. That was what I mostly saw of the game, to be honest. Yeah. Waiting in line um, for lives. And people waiting to start playing it. Yeah. Uh. Hunted looks like a game that you and I will end up playing co-op in a thousanding, and it's probably going to be a really terrible, mediocre game. Yeah, um, but nowhere near as terrible as Quantum Theory. No. Portal 2 video was the same one I've already seen, and we didn't want to stand in line, and you wanted a t-shirt, and they were out. And I'm, on, I'm on Gaming Blackout. I'm on a blackout for that game. I did want a t-shirt. 
I really wanted a Portal 2. And I didn't sure. really understand why, but then I saw some of the other Son ones, and I was bitch. like, those look pretty good, actually. God, I really wish. One of the, that, that would probably be the only shirt that I would wear in public. Um, that's all I can that's think right. of for shooters. So, Duke... waited in line a long time for. Yeah. Do you think it was worth it? Uh, I guess it's kind of one of those things where you're like, yeah, really, what else were we doing? That's true. You know what I mean? It's uh, kind of one of those things where you're like, well, we seriously, you it's know, Duke we... Nukem, and it's real, and it's playable. Travel 900 miles to wait in lines. <laughs> like, we knew what we were getting into, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, aside from the, um, the Cliffy B... 2.0 guy in the presentation in their trailer. Uh, what'd you think of the actual demo? We already talked about it a little bit. I Maybe we won't talk about it very long because really, you used to say it's Duke Nukem. It's really. I mean, everyone said the same thing. It's Duke Nukem. It's Duke Nukem. It's gonna be good. I. The only thing I'd like to say about that is I hope they make it as brash and possible. I hope they structure the achievements really friendly because that is one of the cases where if a game. Is as borderline quality looking as that game is. Mm -hmm. Made some really friendly achievements. Yeah, it would definitely sell more copies, which is really interesting because I think it was Randy from Gearbox who originally yep. said that. So hey, maybe that's yeah. a really good sign that there will be some friendly achievements in there. I would have to say, with the kind of stupid humor that those games exhibit, that the achievements will probably be fun, fun or funny. Yeah, and probably not that difficult to get. Great. I died thousand that game. What are you saying? Like, piss ninety gallons worth of urine. Great. Right. I can do that. I can just hold R for ten minutes. Rubber like, banded. But doesn't that seem to kind of like those are the kinds of achievements that would yeah, be in that no. game? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Like, I don't know, some like just really stupid sexually innuendo. Plus, the humor is really insular to the gaming industry. I know you didn't hear it, but when he was like saying, "Would you kindly die?" Yeah, you made it. Yeah, you said there was like a Bioshock thing. And, and plenty of people have said since then that this game seems more like a Matt Hazard done right. Yeah. Which, which is great. Is, which is good because Matt Hazard was a great idea, but I guess executed poorly. I never played it, but you did. That is a good <laughs> That's a game. <laughs> That's a game. Yeah. You've never played that, huh? Nope. I'm going to buy it for you. Great. Great. Then I'll have no no choice. You will definitely hate uh, that one. Way worse than Singularity. <laughs> worse than Singularity. That is a bad game. Through I'd say uh, Matt Hazard through. is somewhere between Quantum Theory and Singularity in terms of quality.
Sonic Colors was pretty much what I expected it to be. Although, to be honest, it plays a lot like all the fun levels from Unleashed, but to be honest, it doesn't really control as well. Um, not necessarily because of the Wiimote or anything, it's just that Sonic is a little more unwieldy. He's just more difficult to control. He's not as precise. Uh, yeah. You can't really make as, as, as fast of um, direction, course changes, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, it's, it's almost like, especially, this is going to sound really weird talking about a Sonic game, but when you're in really large half pipes and you're moving straight ahead, uh-huh. it feels like Sonic should have a lot more freedom to move left and right. But in this game, he is really, really, he almost clicks onto a track that gives yeah. you some slight leeway left and right. And, and I don't know, it just doesn't feel that good. But uh, that game is a bazillion times better than Sonic 4, which is the biggest piece of garbage at the show, possibly. <laughs> which I've, I've already talked about it before. Uh, but you cannot play that game like an old Sonic game because the controls are inherently different than an old Sonic game. Period. Yeah. For some reason or another, uh, I tried getting it out of the developer, but to be honest, it sounded like he either didn't know what I was talking about or couldn't explain it or understood that it was a problem and was just trying to give me a bullshit excuse. I'm not sure, but in this game, when you jump with Sonic, he does not carry momentum if you let go of the directional pad. So if you're jumping right and you're holding the right button on the D-pad, as soon as you let go of it, he will drop like a lead weight. That's just very strange. It it's is just, strange. What, you, what were, it you were telling is, me about it. And what it means is you can't change you can't change your direction while you're in the air there's no real fine-tuning where you're gonna land because sure. the instant you take your finger off the right button to say correct it with the left he drops to the ground. drops and you yeah. cannot you, you, you can't regain control of him as he's you were falling. trying to explain it while well, I was watching you play the Wii version uh, and I was watching you navigate those platforms and you kept it was simplest like the simplest the most simplest the simplest most like basic game moment jump on a moving platform to another moving platform. Literally. And you were obviously having a problem with it, and it took you a couple times. I, I could tell at first you didn't understand what the problem is. And then, so and then I could tell man. you were like, wait, something is not right here. It's not It's not me. It's something about the game. Yeah. And then you were like, here, try, try this. To see what it's... And then you explained it to me, and it was like a, the, the problem was immediate. I mean, it was like playing with a broken controller. It was so jarring and just impossible to enjoy. Well, it just seems like in a game where you're in a literally speed and moving through a level as fast as possible yeah. in, as, in as smooth and unbroken a manner as possible, being able to stop Sonic dead midair is like antithetical right. to what the game should be about. They don't. They just. I mean, this is being said. It's, this sentiment is being echoed everywhere on the internet at all times. But these, they just don't know what they're doing with Sonic. Nobody knows how to right. do it. You know. Uh, well, when they increased or decreased the amount of time it takes to get him to full speed, right? It, that 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 is antithetical to Sonic. Well, that's why they ended the spin dash in the second game. Right. So you can start fast from if you need dead, it. from a dead stop position. But still, the reward of even Sonic 2 was getting that kind of speed without the spin dash and just sort of being taken away right. through these levels. That is just totally missed. Uh, it's just right. Why are you, yeah the the argument isn't well. Why are you having to start from a dead stop so many times? Right. Level design shouldn't should 
skirt around that as much as possible. Right. And to hear more on that, you can listen to Talk Radar 118, <laughs> where you have a discussion with Brett about that. This is true. And actually, his comment was that, well, they they kind of started doing that in the later games. And then he edited himself and said, well, I guess the later games sucked. It's like, yeah, the later games sucked. There you go. And they're taking things from the later games, trying to make an older version of the game. Right. Totally inappropriate. Yeah, it's so backwards. Very disappointing. I closed the Westchester deal yesterday, so I think it's time we went in and picked up that ring. Are you sure you're ready, Sam? I I just want to say that the prospect of on live on an iPad is very interesting. Yeah. Coupled with the right games, like he had, um, the rep had tower defense. Not what? Not tower defense. Defense grid. Oh. 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 Great. Oh, you didn't say that. I, I'm not. You're the defense grid fan, but the fact that that like. Yeah. It's interesting. On an iPad. Yeah. yeah. On an iPad, just wirelessly running, uh, being yeah. streamed. I mean, the 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 more they take it away from a landline. The more interesting it is. Yeah, it's not only just why it's not, not only is it wireless, but it's wireless on an iPad. People now. give that company a lot of shit, but I wish I wish them the best success. Me too. They're very interesting. I, I don't mind their aesthetic. They're either. not really appropriate for me to have right now. I guess I'm not really a PC gamer, and I mean, granted, a lot of the games they offer are not necessarily PC games. It's just a weird product. But it's just it's not a product that I want to use right now. Yeah. If it expanded its service to, I don't know. Watching don't know. watching a commercial for Prodigy today, <laughs> I wondered if OnLive was, because I can't predict the future. Um, I wondered if OnLive was going to be one day like Prodigy, where it was even OnLive was going to eventually be replaced. They start it, but they'll eventually be the first to fail, or first to close, or fold, or be absorbed. Yeah, well, I, I guess what I'm saying is I know something will eventually replace OnLive. Right. In terms of complexity and sheer amount of technological wizardry. Sure. But, uh, like, Prodigy was a very short-lived service. The internet's still around. Prodigy's gone. Right. I kind of feel like OnLive is like an America Online or a Prodigy. It's just sort of a weird interstitial thing that's going to exist for a few years that few people will benefit from and find really interesting and unique and... Then it'll just disappear into the annals of the internet, where it'll be a YouTube video, or yeah, it's just very strange. Online is just such a weird entity. I, I don't really know what to make of it. You know, it's it's so technologically forward, um, but it's being treated like it's 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 backwards. Yeah, like it's like it's further back than it is. I don't know if it's because it's it, it's at a weird. I guess it's because it's creating a market that doesn't exist, and it's just alien. But whatever. That looks really interesting to me. I think it's because the fact. I think the fact that it works as well as it does. I don't know. There's there's a weird reactionary thing to that service that I don't understand where it's coming from. Like people dismiss it and insult it, having never used it, right. having never done any research yeah. about how it actually works. Like, no, it actually works. Like yeah. it actually works. And people are like, well, it doesn't give me the same performance that my three thousand dollar gaming ring does. It's like, well, of course not. You're right. paying fifteen dollars a month for this. What do you want? Right. I don't understand the problem. And they showed off the little home console, and that thing was kind of neat. The fact that it's just that. Yeah, and it's USB controller, whatever kind of controller you want to hook up to it. And I guess cool. they're pairing with Logitech to release one that was actually have... pretty comfortable. 
great success with their endeavor. They seem to be doing. They seem to be putting money behind it. Their booth was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um. So I think this is the last game. I I don't, I don't want to end the podcast talking about games that disappointed us. Uh, so I'm gonna scan this this list real quick because we still have quite a few things to talk about. But I don't believe that. Uh, what's that? <laughs> I said I don't believe that. Uh, we got a lot still. Really? Um. Yeah. Drive through them like pedestrians in GTA. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Hey. The new one. Conceptually, great. Looks Criterion's cool. working on it. Listening to Thirty Seconds to Mars, Edge of the Earth. One of the best songs. Well, one of the best songs. No, that whole album's great song. That album's but great. It's like, but yeah, that is one of the best songs. Well, you're barreling through the desert yeah. next to an array of satellites, like in Contact. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, it looks really the landscape good. being distorted by uh, heat waves. Yeah, it looked really good. The menu system looked like Burnout. Looked familiar. Like if you if you were to just you know write that list out, give it to me a few years ago, I would have been like, yeah, I'll, I'll purchase this game. But yeah, um, I don't know you you because it has all the visual tropes of um, a Criterion game, you, including a map that looks strikingly similar to Burnout Paradise, uh-huh. like you said. You expect it to control the same way, but it doesn't. It controls like well, I would expect it to control in any way somewhere like <laughs> Burnout, but. No. Yeah, it does not control well. It's it's definitely um, realistic. I guess that's realistic. I mean, it, it, I, it's, it's been weird. a while since I played any simulation racers. So Same here. Yeah. So I like mean, I, I played I played Forza Three demo for two minutes and said, "Oh yeah." That's why I don't like simulations. So I stopped playing it. Which was pretty much the same reaction that we had to Need for Speed. Unfortunately, the game looks ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it but it also controls ridiculous. It's disappointing that that game does not control more arcadey. I know. And it would just be Burnout, though, I guess. Like it. And that's what I was thinking. Is like, well, then what separates it from Burnout? Yeah. I don't know. Just the controls. Anyway. The next Criterion game should take place in space like Mega Race. Right? That's probably a really good idea. Yeah. Let's put yeah. it in space, like on an asteroid. Yeah. Great. Like, get another half step between, like, blur and wipeout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or let him make F Zero or something, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Are you done with the bad games? Oh, well, Tron. That's the last one. Oh, Tron is fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What? Wow. <laughs> Once again, were you to write down the things that make that game up on a piece of paper and show them to me? Uh huh. Even show me a screenshot or two? Uh-huh. And I would be like, wow, this game looks like it was made for me. Uh huh. Uh, in reality, it is like a mix up of every late generation Xbox platformer. Mm-hmm. Which. <laughs> Those are all pretty bad. Yeah. Like Aeon Flux, uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Not that bad, but I don't really like it. And Advent Rising. Advent Rising. There's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Death Row. I know yeah. it doesn't really feel like Death Row, but it just looks like Death Row to me. You know what I mean? The way your character moves looks like Death Row to me. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, Death Row is a really good game. Um <laughs> That game was so terrible. 
I waited behind this short, fat Asian man who could not play video games to save his life. No. Probably for about 10 minutes. Just so I could try and race on the futuristic course that he was racing on. Because I wanted to compare it to every futuristic racing game, which is all that's important to me in my life. And and lately we've been sort of going, remember Extreme G? Yeah. yeah the so this looks like Extreme, Extreme G. And the yeah, and this, this game, like you said, looks like visually it could be... The next Extreme G. The next Extreme game, yeah. G. So this guy finally gets his greasy hands off the glowing controller, and <laughs> I'm like, this is great. This controller is pretty comfortable for a third-party glowing controller. Yeah. It had, like, a really good feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the game starts, and it was literally the worst tutorial I've ever had to deal with in well, my Well, it wasn't life. even, like... Why do we need these tutorials at these it conventions, It wasn't even man? an... Inst- well... So th- there's a lot of discussion about tutorials in games. How can we make them more either make them more transparent or at the very least make them an optional part of the game. Because at this point, the overall knowledge base of people playing video games is such that very few of them need to learn how anymore. Sure. At a convention for gamers. At a convention for video gamers. Okay. Uh, What really struck me is like laughable, (laughs) which it was because I was laughing as we walked away, is... It wasn't even a instructional screen <laughs> superimposed over you playing the game. For a every, montage video. Every move you could do in the game. There was a two-second video clip of a character in a totally different environment than the one that you're in. Right. So it, re- it literally looks like someone put together a series of clips from random points in the game. Right. Of different character when models. When those mechanics just happened to have occurred. Yeah, I guarantee I was yeah. never going to run into some of those in the demo. No. No, you're right, you're right. But it was still showing me, and, and literally, it was it was a good minute of three to four second long, unskippable video clips. Unforgivable. Handstand. Unforgivable at this point. Wall climb. Unskippable anything in the game. Disc throw. Game. Crouch. Duck walk. Crab walk. Wall climb. Vault. Crouch. Crouch. Duck, duck crab walk. Cra- crab walk. Wall, wall, crab walk. Vault. Wall climb. Vault. Wall climb. Oh, Sam, I'm so happy right now. This is so beautiful. I feel like this could last forever. Lost in Shadow was a game at the otherwise abysmal Hudson booth. <laughs> bonk. <laughs> that was a game. Yeah. Lost Sonic in Shadow, 4 is better than Bonk. Lost in Shadow, uh, I, I don't feel like I get I got to play it long enough because like, I played the, the first level and the second level and it was one of those, like, when does the game start becoming the clever yeah. puzzle thinker? And it did just toward the end of when I was kind of getting tired of looking at the game and wanting yeah. to move on to something else. Um, yeah, Lost in Shadow is a real Sunday, cloudy Sunday mm-hmm. game. Cloudy Sundays, yeah. I would be much obliged. Sure. Wasn't that difficult to play? Uh, had just kind of like a weird, like, lazy flow. Yeah. Pacing. Uh, 
But I, I it looked like, I mean, I, I thought it looked like Eco the first time I saw it, but that game looks like Eco. Yeah. Like, just the colors that are used, and even, like, the metal structures they have look like they're from Eco's castle and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. The little glimpse I got into, like, how you'll have to start thinking about how you manipulate shadows in the demo, the rep guy was... There is some depth to it, which saying is... Saying that eventually you'll end up moving the light sources. And sure. So I guess maybe it'll get kind of, like, echochromy in parts. Yeah. It sounded interesting. I don't own a Wii, but if I did, I would definitely be on the lookout for that game for when it showed up. Finally. Yeah. It's a good game. Are you saving what is your game of the show, or...? I don't think I really even thought about what my game of the show is. Oh. Of what's left, do you think it's still coming? Or um, Mine's Yeah, still but coming. I don't know that I can say game of the show, because I played it before we went to PAX. Okay. But it was at PAX. We'll save it for last. Um... <laughs> I really like Motorstorm Apocalypse, though. Is and that I it? I know that game is not that unique. No, it's not that game. But it could be. And I know that game is not really that unique. I know it's not really doing anything that other games haven't already done. But for some goddamned reason, I am into that game. It's great. It looks. It's a, conceptually, it's it great. It looked game. really good. Your, I don't think your it thing good. was you like the split second approach better. Yeah. The more like for uh, film filmic. I don't know where people say that. Sure. I've never bothered to look at Filmic, like celluloid look, like it's softer and it has like the weird Jerry Bruckheimer kind of lens flare. Right, right, right. On top, which a lot of contrast. is effective in Very portraying effective. a sense of like realism and like tension and action yeah. and, and invoking like an excitement in, in the player. Uh, but I haven't really spent that much time, I, not that you have either, but right. I haven't really spent that much time with the first two MotorStorm games, largely because I didn't go to PS3 for a while. And those games are not that forgiving. They're pretty rough. No. But Apocalypse, for whatever reason, I just dug the shit out of that game. Yeah. Why? Well, it looks visually the, rough. Like the all the fact other games. that it seems like the music's going to be like really abrasive dubstep or like that is very interesting. Hard breakbeat music. That is very interesting. <laughs> Like that, they're just taking that like angry logo and like an angry concept and like things running people over and like the city's falling. I don't know why that game looks really sharp. And I meant to ask the guy, not that he would really know. I'm not sure how much these people really knew. This guy was just talking they, about his TV. At his house. They seemed like E3 demoers, if not less educated than that, even. You think so? I wonder. I don't I know. I think it wildly varied booth. depending on where we were. I mean, we talked to the guy developing Bastion, but then again. Right. The guy uh, for Solace was like, I don't really know. And the guy and he's playing, building and the, the game. guy playing Sonic either didn't understand your question. And he's developing the game and, too. Oh yeah, it was just bad. Um, There's a very large gulf between competent and incompetent developers. So Motorstorm Apocalypse looks really good. It was fast. I played. Uh, oh, Dead Nation. Which I played that you wanted to, but they replaced it with Pixel Junk Shooter 2. Why, I don't know. And didn't tell anybody and didn't have like a schedule of games or anything. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they weren't supposed to have Dead Nation. That was, that was I don't kind know. of upsetting. Yeah. Um, Dead Nation was pretty good. Yeah. Played, it handled really well. It, uh, there's a little more to that game than I thought there would be. Like, you can open up car trunks to find money. Hmm. 
and there's weapon shops that you go in and buy ammo and upgrade your weapons, and there's this whole scheme to that. I thought it would be more, a, a little more dumb, like, uh, what was that game on Xbox? Zombie Apocalypse? I've been trying to think of it Zombie since you started talking. Who even knows? Zombie Armageddon? ZA is the... It's either Zombie Apocalypse icon, or right? Zombie Armageddon. That game's really dumb. Like, yeah. kind of just a dumb game. Uh, but Dead Nation seems really interesting. I don't know what they're trying to tell much of a story with that game. Yeah. But the fact that it seems like if they just lowered the camera down behind your character, the game would still look really good. But they're choosing to do it top-down. The level of detail that comes with a game, like a third-person shooter, the fact that you're viewing it mm-hmm. from a more classic perspective, I really like Sony's booth. Infamous Killzone 2. 3 looked really good. Looked good. Didn't see it. Or didn't get, didn't to, get play to play it. it. Infamous 2. Because nobody would leave. Infamous 2 looks amazing and plays pretty good from what I played. Yeah? It just plays, basically plays like if they made the remade the first game and uh, added in like Arkham Asylum's combat. Yeah, yeah. Great. That combat looked. Combat was in fucking sane. Looks really good. Ridiculous the animation style. looks good. A little rough, but it's a while out. Yeah, I, I mean, I but froze I mean, the game. It, it looked so good. I don't feel it too brutal, angry. It did. It looked really brutal. It looked really. It looked really visceral. <laughs> it looked really angry. Um, I don't know. It was just. Uh, I, w- I would honestly say up there in terms of. Uncharted 2, if not beyond Uncharted 2, in terms of dynamic animation and what was going on. Move was there, but neither one of us played it because I didn't want to wait in line for it. Didn't want to. What was the most boring game of the show, though? You have five seconds to answer, and if not. Boring game of the show? Yeah, the most boring game of the show. You didn't play it. You didn't need to. You didn't want to. Gran Turismo? Gran Turismo 5. <laughs> I was to say, it's that or a little big planet. I have I have, uh, how Gran Turismo Five is planning on selling more than a thousand copies. I have no idea. <laughs> game looks so bad. What were they doing? The when game did... looks so bad. I like, have no con- I have no idea where the time has been uh, invested. Yeah. Apparently, doing nothing at the studio. Honestly, yeah, he literally must just be spending all of that money getting off on being able to race all these cars around tracks. Let's show these motherfuckers that it's true or not just a hobby. They wanna smell like me, they want my bum But they can't, they accent it like the UK. Turn that old day, loop the bed, bait, the boot spray. Blake when I break rent and they can't escape it. That just I just I don't understand what they're doing if that's not important to them, if they're just so focused on the mechanics that they don't really care about the visuals. It doesn't seem like that because so many other aspects of the game like the lighting are so amazing. But uh, the track design just looks like a really, 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 really uprest PlayStation One game. I think. From what I saw. I just well, I wanted to make sure when I was watching that game and thinking about it, I wanted to make sure that 
<clears throat> so if people can, if there's an uncanny valley of people, is there an uncanny valley of non or environments or whatever? And I was like, is yeah, this, non-organic. Is this is so really close to photoreal that it, I, I'm hitting a point where I'm like, that looks terrible. I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. There was just like you said, there was like a really weird clinical construction to like the track itself and then the warning track part yeah. and then the grass on the other side of the warning track and I, yeah it was weird it was like they defined grass area and they're like fill this in with grass underscore one right. and this part is grass underscore two Right, and this is grass underscore three. That's why the only way that I could kind of describe it was a level editor because it seems so basic right. in its construction that it it, it seems. No, like and the I level understand that most editor. racing tracks are are in the real world kind of constructed that way. They're very defined areas that are very like manicured and maintenance, and everything's got very fine lines to it. But then you even have more of a chance when you're dealing with something that specific and plain, I guess you would say, to make it look more realistic because you have less. You're, you're worried less about texture. It's, you could worry about effect. You it's could worry like about it's lighting. almost they. It, it's like it's almost like they would have to actually make it look more diverse and interesting than it is in the game to yeah. make it look like it actually does in real life. Yeah, like that hyper real. Yeah, but it I mean, maybe it's so expertly rendered to what it actually looks like that it's just that mundane. Yep, the last three games that we're really interested in <laughs> and. We'll start with the one game that we're going to be the least confident at. Okay. But probably have the most... Not Good. the most, but probably have some of the most excitement for it, and that's World Combat. I'm glad you went that route. I what? totally agree. What's that? That's exactly where I would have gone next. Yeah. game looks and sounds and from the one match that we played plays really really well slash good and that game is expertly crafted yes in every way yeah it's gonna be a really good game there's no doubt about it there's no way they could fuck it up at this point even if they just put this game out with eight characters it would still be worthy of purchasing for and, some price and in the short time that we had a short conversation with Ed Boone he seems not that he, not that he has never presented himself otherwise, but sometimes you get the sense of all the silliness that happened in Mortal Kombat and all of the fucking myriad directions that series has gone. That Ed Boon has just sort of been like in a like a boardroom with like his head in his hands, like, oh god, where can what can I do? I just, I don't. Right. Deception didn't work, and Armageddon didn't work, and. Maybe I could just have him fight DC characters. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't <laughs> right. know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's kind of the way I. You know. Maybe I'll make an action adventure, and with Liu Kang and Kung Lao, and just fill the years up with enough garbage, so as to justify a reboot. Like I don't know what happened with him as a creative person, but I think it's pretty evident that at some point, as the fighting game genre died off, 
he just began like clawing at the walls for any kind of concept that would like. Well, it's like anyone. What's 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 that quote? Time goes on, reputation increases, ability declines. Sure. So he made a really good game at one time. Yeah, a couple. And you know that that game was great for its time, but then he was expected to sort of be as revolutionary as he was mm. as the years went on, and that isn't going to happen for anyone. I mean, sure. even geniuses, that does not happen. Four. Um, so, when does he appear most proficient and competent again? When yeah. he basically redoes what he did <clears throat> best yeah. 20 years ago. Uh, that's my take on it, at least. You know, This is where he should be. Hell, just keep rebooting yeah. it every 10 years. I mean, there's back. no question that Street Fighter 4 has basically ignited this whole thing. But, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it's done. It's not like that people are copying it. They're just saying, hey, I, mean, I guess apparently fighting games have been through such a fucking mess, disarray, you know, like, it, started, it really started with Street Fighter 2, and it went through all these clones, and then went 3D, and then all the 3D clones came, and really the early 2000s were basically just a bunch of fucking uninteresting anime fighting games. Yeah for properties that I didn't know or care about or even want to experience right. for the most part. And it seems like for when you just talk to him and the things that he's putting out and how he seems to be approaching it and reacted to some of the questions you asked him, it's, it seems like he's really just fucking serious about this game being really good and pleasing everybody who's going to try and write it off yeah. for some you know dumb Mortal Kombat game. So I'm excited for that game. Yeah. And I had never really heard it. I mean, I heard it in videos, but when it, they were playing it on that really nice, like, speaker setup with the bigger TV, oh, it's got a that game sounds... Sound design to it. Fucking... Crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> fucking violent. I mean, yeah. it really does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, every aspect of that game seems yeah well produced. And you and I did not play a very competent round of it, but no. I still had fun, and it seemed like... It seemed like something that when I buy it, I'll come home and like pick a character, look at the move list, and kind of spend an hour going through the move list yeah. and being like, "All right, I think I can, I can fly with this character for a while." Yeah. So, the game, the game's gonna be good. There it is. Um. So then the second, the second to last game we'll talk about uh, is a game that <laughs> we are both interested in playing, and. It has. It, it's a game that is good almost despite every single thing about it, from a appearance standpoint. Oh, okay. And I have seen this sentiment echoed elsewhere, uh, from "Man, that game is really good" to "This game is surprisingly not a piece of shit." Yeah. Uh, and you're really excited about it now because there hasn't been a decent Jet Moto clone since Jet Moto. <laughs> Jet Moto, right. Since Jet Moto, right. Uh, right. But nailed is nailed is the game of the show. Really? Easily. Because it was like such a surprise. It's what I want to do exactly. I yeah. want to race just like they race. <laughs> I mean, not in real life. I'm saying on a video game. This is what I want to do with my games. It's yeah, it's basically it's... like you said. A for anyone listening, who cares? It's basically a sequel to Jet Moto. I mean, I could not make uh, I could not you know I know a lot about Jet Moto 1 <laughs> I could not make a Jet Moto sequel more true to the original than this sure it's more true to the original than Jet Moto 2 that's for sure the only thing it has a jet, I mean the only thing that's different is there's wheels right on the on the vehicles yeah, but you're 
rarely on the ground. Or you, f- yeah, your relationship to the ground feels like Jet Moto. Right, exactly, and that's 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 the main thing. Your relationship with the ground feels <laughs> like, like barely Jet Moto. connected to it. Right, but <laughs> even even as such, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of it is about com- um, controlling your guy in the air mm-hmm. and uh, making sure that you land the right way, like any ATV game. But because of the varying terrain and because it's a 3D game, it's a lot more nuanced. Um, you know, something that uh, typically happens in jet motors, you'll be flying through the air and to avoid hitting your head on the roof of a cave, for example, you'll have to roll your character over to the right in a totally unrealistic fashion. Right. And then roll him back over right. to the left to land. That sort of thing happens a lot in nails. And it's ridiculously fast, and it's pretty good looking. Um, the only thing that I, the only complaint that I have about the game at all is that it does not have a first-person view. And I talked to the person in a nailed shirt who, I don't know if he's doing anything but wearing a nailed shirt, but <laughs> he said that they're not planning on putting in a first-person perspective. Which is really strange to me because the first trailers of this game were only from, from a first-person first perspective. perspective. But this game is amazing. I'm going to purchase it. Yeah. Guaranteed. I've, since we've left PAX, been wanting to play it again and again and again and yeah. again. Uh, every day I've wanted to play it since we left PAX. I just want to ride through the air and land. That's it. The fun, the interesting thing Ride through the that, air and land. Right. Why is it so difficult to get that right? The, uh, one of the interesting things I took away from that game is it's like... Boost. Uh, it's a game that is sort of acknowledging that. Sort of, It's sort of the Trackmania thing, where it's like... The only place left to go is almost a literal fragmentation of reality. Like these tracks, the tracks in Make no sense. could never exist any they're do, literally do not and could never exist in the world. They're literally as disjointed and strung together as dream worlds. Sure. You know. Yeah. It's canyons into trains canyons into over and then it's like a jump over a train with like a thousand foot drop. Nothing makes any sense. Where you have to turn midair and yeah, but it's like in order Perfect. to have right, but I'm saying is to have that kind of experience. It's like we've hit the point where it's like these tracks just cannot make sense anymore. Yeah. To root them to be fun in reality is no longer fun unless you're going for Gran Turismo Five, which looks terrible. It only took ten years to figure out that reality is boring, <laughs> and that we should be aiming for the surreal. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder will that how that game will do. I don't think it'll do it's very do well. Terrible. Because no one will get past the name. Graphics. And, and no one will get... I thought it looked fine. I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm just saying it looks It looks a lot like Fuel did. And Fuel yeah. has such a terrible... Like it, yeah, you're actually right. Even the logo has like the red and yeah. the black. Like I would mistake it yeah, you're right. for a Fuel sequel. Fueled. Yeah, nailed. Yeah. And it's going to have... I listened to the, some of the soundtrack that we got from the show. It's uh, it could be worse, but it's 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 definitely sure. just like the real like chuggy metal, yeah. and it's not that interesting to listen to, unfortunately. But I have a feeling it couldn't really be anything else. I guess I, what I was gonna say is I have a feeling I have a feeling playing the game I'll just be like yeah this is pretty much appropriate for what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, it's not can't it can't be you know electronic or anything else. Right. So nailed. Don't know when that's coming out next Man, year. Man, that game. 
next year <laughs> sometimes. The game could be really good. It could be really good. The only thing that is... It just has kind of a dumb aesthetic going with it. Yeah, they really also probably... I mean, you, you don't really get a, an understanding of it from the demo, but the structure of the Grand Prix is really important to me at this point. The structure of how you... Well, not necessarily the Grand Prix, but the structure of how you progress through the game through is the really game. important to me at this point. Because it'll if it's a great game, mechanically, it'll just evolve its time trials anyway, because that's all I do. Mm -hmm. But um, if it's a really addicting progression through the game, it could be one of the better racing yeah, games this get, generation. I didn't get a sense of how that worked. It just had that one screen where you could kind of pick the tracks and everything, and I didn't... There's obviously some kind of, like, tree system there. Yeah. Kind of like, I don't, the only thing I can think of immediately is Ridge Racer, where you're having to, like, navigate that, like a map of tracks, right. essentially, or Burnout or anything like that, I guess. But... It de it definitely seemed not not very linear. Like you could kind of pick and choose. I got that too. So and I don't know if there's like some kind of currency thing where you earn points or whatever. Nailed. And then the last game to talk about is a game we actually played before PAX. But it was so close to PAX and happened after we recorded uh, that it's kind of a... I don't know if I'd call it game of the show. It's definitely my favorite game I've ever No, I didn't come to it at the show. Okay. Yeah. But why? Well, I didn't even think about that, so... I already I already declared nailed my yeah. game of the show. I can't go back. If, if, I mean, uh, I think I can rope it into the show, but, I mean, Vanquish is... <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget about that game? No, I just I, I didn't know when it, to talk about it. It's kind of weird because it's I mean it's not really a PAX thing. No. The demo at PAX was the demo they released on Xbox Live, and I only, I only played it because all the lines were too long, and what the fuck am I gonna do? I'll go play Vanquish, I guess, while I'm here. Vanquish is really interesting. I, the thing is, I don't really want to talk about it that much before I get the game. Really? Yeah. Because my under just just in relation to uh, or relative to my understanding of the game's mechanics and how well uh, or how much I can say about them without sounding like an idiot, but I think back to when I got the Bayonetta demo, mm -hmm. and even as much as I like the Bayonetta demo compared to my appreciation for the game right now, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> there was no comparison. Yeah. And I really have a feeling that I, I, I know Vanquish is not as deep and it will never be as deep as Bandana. But uh, it's pretty deep. I know there's uh, there's definitely some shit to exploit in there that I will not understand for a while. I think that uh, where Bayonetta places an importance on weapon selection and your knowledge of the Basically, the fighting system. Yeah, it's like a fighting game. It's like a fighting game. I mean, she has a very extensive move list what of all the things Vanquish she can do. Like? Vanquish, I think, is more about. Vanquish is more like a racing game. Huh. Where knowing where to be and when is more important than weapon selection and. Yeah. being familiar with his move list, which is pretty short. He doesn't have combos like she does, and there's no, like. At least the demo doesn't cover this, and I think it would if there was anything like that in the right. game. Yeah, but it's more like... Like, I've played that demo four times, and 
three I've played it three different ways. And every way I've come out victorious, but it's been somewhat of a different experience every time. And I don't know that I would necessarily classify one version of my playthrough more fun than the other. That, that, see, that's weird. That game doesn't seem like that at all to me. It seems like um, there's... It seems like a very, very dynamic... Well, no, not that dynamic isn't the right word. It seems like a very... It seems like there are a lot of variables in the level. Mm -hmm. There's the way the level's laid out. There's where the enemies are coming. There's a lot of stuff. And it seems like the really good players at that game will figure out in the middle of or in the midst of all those variables the best way to go through the level. Well, that's what I'm saying though is but that But Bayonetta doesn't have that. But that and that's exactly what I'm trying to drive at and I just did I guess I didn't do a very good job of it obviously, but what I'm saying is that I played through it three different ways because I thought, well, if I do it this way, how does the how does the map go? What is my time at the end? They time I mean there's a time thing right. in your results, so right. obviously it's going to be important there will obviously be achievements that are like defeat Argus boss in three minutes. You're like, fuck, I have to figure out the best way. Right. You know, so like in the demo, when I first played it, I fumbled through it like an idiot. And the second one, I played it pretty confidently because I kind of figured out, oh, I should pretty much be boosting everywhere. Yeah. If I'm not boosting, then I should be out of boost or I should be firing a gun. There is something I don't like about that game. What was that? I don't like how it automatically goes into... Um Slow-mo? Slow-mo when you're getting close to death. Somebody else claimed, said that they didn't like that either. I don't like it. And I've heard the argument. Is it, is it just because it's so, like... It's like literally putting a brake on brakes on everything, and you're like... Fuck. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, I would rather just die. Well... Like, I understand why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the bone... And maybe this is why I don't like it, but it's almost like the bone they're throwing to I would almost bet you it. that hard mode and above turns it off. Great. Sign me up. Because that, that seems like a very obvious thing to be like, oh, now it's turned off. We're not even going to warn you. Great. Because I, I kept I, I kept getting to the point where I was like, man, I wish I would have just died. Well, the so thing that, that bothered me is not that it kicked in, is that I couldn't exit out of it. Right. And that, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, I'm in cover. I understand. Okay, I'm in cover. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But everything else by that game was pretty cool. But, like, the, uh, so I played it again. And I beat it pretty handily, better than I did the first time. And then the next time, I didn't use the turrets until the boss. But it seems like the most obvious thing would be like, no, you should use these for when you get up here the first time for when the two ships land. Mm. But really the secret right. of it is it's like, no, leave those alone for the boss because yeah. that's when you need them. It's that, like you're saying, that kind of thing. It's like knowing where to be and when and what to use. What's really interesting to me about the scoring mechanic from what I understand of it, which is very little, is that somehow... Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't figure it out either, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wait for some Japanese guy to upload a really weird right. Excel spreadsheet on <laughs> Um But, you know, you understand as much as time seems to be a factor in your, your final score, mm -hmm. um, soldiers left alive on your team, your squad mates. Was a thing, too. Also seemed to be something. Which, that's really intimidating to me. When I saw that as part of the score, I was like, wow. In the middle of all this chaos that's going on, I somehow have you to You still have to keep an eye on, the, on them. It's kind of crazy. I just don't know how ra I haven't I haven't come to grips, or I haven't ascertained yet how random each level actually flows. Right. Like, what aspects of the level are random and what are not. What I'm curious to know is that is it is the demo basically a chunk of the game 
and the game is basically a bunch of chunks like that. I think so. Like a set piece or a scenario where you enter. I hope so. I don't know if I feel. I don't know well, if I it want it to be or not to be. If it is, I don't mind. If it's not, I guess I don't mind either. But I, I, I guess I don't think it is because although the end of the demo would have you, would leave you feeling like that. The beginning of the demo, how you're coming down that hallway, makes it feel like it's more of a level. level. To me, it feels like the the beginning of that demo feels like another demo, like the one you're playing just finished. Right. And it's like just go down this hallway. And then going through this door, oh, and then it's like so? now you're in this section. And once you beat that section, it's like character transported to another gauntlet that you run and get to. That's the a end hard of. thing to judge. From I mean, yeah, that's I mean the demo. I wonder which one of us is right. You can't possibly tell. But no, I'm. I've been wondering. I'm like, if do, will that bother me? Do I care? Does it matter? Right. I don't know. But I think there is more. There's definitely some piano three in this game. Yeah, I think so For too. For sure. I think so too. I, I do have kind of a hard time, and I don't know if it's just a matter of not understanding or not being familiar with the visuals enough yet. But if you did, you ever have a hard time um, with the crosshair and like not seeing it or not knowing? Um, I I frequently I found I don't recall it. No, I frequently found myself shooting higher than I was supposed to be, and I don't know if it was because I thought I can't remember what the crosshair looks like, but I don't know if I was shooting higher because I thought the crosshair was indicating that the actual center of the crosshair was higher than it was mm -hmm. or if I would just lose track of the crosshair in the middle of everything that was going on but, I don't remember uh, particularly having that problem I don't know I'm for is it, I liked Bayonetta for its design and its art and its aesthetic and its just the sheer craft behind that game, but I didn't really get into it as we've already discussed because it's just a game, which is funny a game that kicked my ass. Which is funny because you talk about it with a reverence that almost uh, a reverence for the design that I would assume you play the game more. <laughs> In other words, you know what I mean? Like you've written articles all the way about it. All the way through normal and all the way through hard. Yeah, I guess so. But that's, that's it. Pretty good. Less than 20 hours. It's I, weird. The, the 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 craft in the in the art behind that game is no, it's worth talking about. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. God, man, I could write a book on how well that ga design that game is. Yeah. Then not even get into the mechanics. Even it's like a I recognize it. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It's like I recognize it for something that is amazing for so many different reasons. I just happen to dig that one. Yeah. Dig. I just happen to know more about one facet of it than another. Bayonetta is probably going to be the game of the year. I can't. But Vanquish, I don't. I don't think Vanquish will be better than Bayonetta, per se. But they're gonna get lumped together for a variety of very good reasons. Sure. Yeah. I really am excited for Vanquish. I think I'll really end up liking the game part of it a lot better than Bayonetta. Mm. But I guarantee that the level of art and like consistency of aesthetic yeah. will not really be there, or at least will be too shallow. Or more, or not as deep. I don't know. It won't yeah. be as good. Yeah. <sighs> you know, in the thread for Quantum Theory on NeoGaf, <laughs> there were actually an astounding. <laughs> 
<laughs> there were there was a a pretty a pretty good number of people saying, "I cannot believe this game is out with Vanquish coming." Oh, I. No. They're pretty kind of far. They they're. I mean, the quantum theory is more of like chunky. Get to the resonator gears. Vanquish is definitely more of like dance, shoot acrobatics of Piano 3 and Bayonetta and, I don't know, Kill Switch, I guess. Quantum Theory is a really good example of a Japanese game that's not good because it's Japanese. And Vanquish is a really good example of But there's of nothing a- Japanese about it. It just is a game from Japan. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm saying yeah, that right. um, as a game from Japan, it suffers from a misunderstanding of technology and the industry. But I don't think Vanquish is the same way, but I could see Vanquish getting um, misunderstood as such because it's Japanese. It's too Japanese for me. It's too Japanese. Like, crazy like, I can't deal with manicness. Crazy. I can't handle that. Uh, Quantum Theory is... Uh, just not good. Just not good. That and Fist of the North Star. Both those games are what's wrong with the Japanese video game. Planet 2, not so much. You're idiots. Vanquish 2 reminded me of... Or Vanquish 2. Vanquish, as well, reminded me of Lost Planet 2. Me too. That, like, hip swivel kind of... Especially since I, he, I'm doing this and no one can his see, little but. hop. Yeah. How much did you navigate the Vanquish world with that uh, jump, the roll? Not very much. That's all I did. All I did was boost everywhere. Very interesting. He does that roll so fast. Yeah. It's almost like a, a conceit from the developer. Like, you know what? He navigates these places so fast with this slide, I'm going to give you the fast roll that you've always wanted in other games. Yeah. When the roll was faster than the normal gate. Yeah. And you won't even use it. I just boosted everywhere. Cause That's I just, what I mean. I, I liked the animation when he comes out of it. Yeah. He does like that goofy kung fu up, Very good up and at him thing. Did you ever... Uh, Use melee attacks? Yes. Did you do it repeatedly? Like no, because every time I did it, it would exhaust the. <laughs> if you do it, but I saw I saw a video of someone like kind of fighting. I was like, how the fuck do you do that? Uh, I, the last time I played it, it I was just I, I I forget who I was fighting or what I was fighting, but I came to the point where I went to the press the melee button and I just uh, did it really fast, mm-hmm. you know, rapidly, and his suit accentuates his. Fit, like his beating, yeah, in the way that you hope master or you did hope master chiefs would. Like his movement gets so fast and violent <laughs> that it's sort of yeah. I saw that. It's almost glowing. Yeah, like he's moving so fast it's burning. Yeah, it's it's really. I psychotic. did see that in the video. No, the one the thing that it's I really the one psychotic. the thing that I kept doing was just like boosting into a guy, and you hit B and he does like this rocket. He just like plants his feet in their chest and like kicks off. Oh, I didn't even see he's that. He's just like, and he's like flips away. How funny! <laughs> I really want to play that game. I just thought it was interesting that most people were like, "You can't put a game out like Quantum Theory with Vanquish now." It's a very good point. Just the people picked up on Vanquish for some reason, I guess. So I felt most people were like, "This again? I don't need more third person this anymore." Right. That was PAX, and that was Quantum Theory, which wasn't in PAX. But that's a disaster of a game. I have a feeling someday we're going to play through this game. Quantum Theory? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, 
it's so, I mean, it's not going to be a Viking. And oh, it's, it's so here's the thing I wanted to ask you about Quantum Theory, and this is where we'll end the podcast, because I was going to ask you while you were playing it, and I said, I'll wait for the podcast. Quantum Theory comes out on the three, it's coming out on 360. If, when it comes out on the 360, it has seven achievements. Oh. <laughs> Would you play it? <laughs> What are the achievements? I don't know, but just the fact that it has seven. No, that doesn't say enough. Because if it's, it clues me in to but the point values. If it's seven achievements and each one is through the game once, no. Okay. If four of them are through the game once, <laughs> maybe. Okay. If four of the achievements. Okay. If four of the achievements. Okay. okay. If four and of the, the others are like. Uh, no, no, no. Wait, no. If four of the achievements are. Beat it on easy, beat it on normal, beat it on hard, beat it on super tower. Quantum hard. mode. Quantum hard. Okay. Yeah. The fifth one is a question mark. Right. Secret achievement. Okay. The sixth one is kill this many enemies. The sixth one would be something like uh, have Felina, use Felina 500 times or something. Okay. Or whatever right. her name was, something like that. And what's the seventh? God, it has to be something really stupid too. It has to be something really stupid. What the fuck would it be? I don't know. Maybe the game doesn't show enough of its mechanics for me to understand something else about it. Like if there's upgrades or anything like that. No, it's pretty shallow to the point where there may only be six achievements. <laughs> no, it could be. I just I, I just pick seven as like a low number. Okay, so say there were six achievements, and four of them were the difficulties. So that's four times one was through the a, game. a secret. One was a secret, and one was the kill this many guys. Right. Now, you don't know the secret achievement. Right. Would you sign up for a, trying to get a thousand out of a thousand on it? How Not many, knowing the secret achievement. How many points do the five make up? That's the thing. <laughs> the secret achievement. <laughs> the secret achievement is worth two hundred points. Oh fuck. <laughs> the secret achievement is worth two hundred <laughs> points. For it. I might. <laughs> Okay, the secret, the, the secret achievement, I'm going to reveal it to you right now. <laughs> the secret fake achievement. Uh, the secret achievement. No, I, I really don't know. But, uh, yeah, that is, uh, I would do it. I would do it. I would go through the game four times and possibly sink myself into a fifth if that's the secret achievement. Something insane, like... Beat it on quantum mode right. and die less than ten times. There you go. Something really bad like that. Because that's what I was thinking. Because you were saying you're like, this for 2008, and I needed <laughs> and I a, game for a game to slog through. Sure, yeah. While listening to back episodes of a podcast, right? This would be the game. Most definitely. Yeah. No. Because that's exactly the experience of like, there's only six achievements. <laughs> but there's such huge point values. I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it.
Get some. Yeah.